and gentlemen to the ninth episode of the valorant show i'm your host taylor reflections noble joined by troy tunnel aka too loud and we are back once again with another fresh episode to talk all valorant for you listeners out there troy how you feeling Woo, man i am excited it is uh it's july 4th weekend you know if you're, if you're uh-huh. home if you're laying around you can get some extra valorant in you know uh, although i will not be it's my wife's birthday weekend so like I don't get to play a lot of Valorant, so I'm kind of sad. I, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad for you. I really do. You got to do what the wife says, man. I think that's a universal law. You know, e- even if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, it's just yeah. kind of like, hey, man, if it's their birthday, you got to go spend time with them. Set the games aside. Unless they're, but she's a gamer herself, which I don't think she is, but hey, no, it's all good. No, no, no. Where are you guys no, going, I mean, by the way? You guys going we're gonna to the beach go, something? Uh, no, no. We're going to go hang out in Austin. So my wife's parents live down in Austin, Texas. Okay. So, uh we're awesome. up in Dallas, so it's not that far. It's only about a three-hour drive, but we go down there. You know, we're gonna go kayaking a little bit. You know, get on the lake a little bit, go swimming quite a bit. To the max. I'm sure. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're really good about like we are definitely keeping our our distance from other people for sure. Just a quick question: What's that Austin thing? Is is it Austin? Keep it weird. Is, is that is that right? Is That's that right. Their, like, keep slang, it weird. Their slogan, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. it weird. Yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to live in Texas. Went to Austin a couple times for some conferences. So. It kept it weird. I liked it. I'm not gonna lie. It had a vibe all of its own. Awesome. I've been saying vibe lately. Been saying vibe a lot lately. What was the word that you messed up last week that uh, you, we couldn't figure out? Uh I don't it, really it'll remember po- now. It'll pop up again. It'll pop yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. It, and it won't be the last one to pop up either. So there'll be <laughs> other. There'll be other hard words I've had to say. Well, hey, hard words, they exist, man. It's all about learning and improving. I can't say long. I get made fun of. It is what it is, but check it out. Hey, our agents have been putting in work. We've been asking for reviews. We've been asking for these guys to go out and leave a comment, and you know what? They showed up. They're doing their part. Let's go ahead and move into our first section, Ask the Agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. So here we are. Ask the agents. And, you know, words are hard for me, but they're not hard for our agents. And we have mm-hmm. the Drewster here today coming in with, uh, I-, I believe there's some penguin emotes. Is that what that is? That- I-, I see that. Yeah. See, I love the emotes these guys are using. I, you know? I do too. Back in a my penguin, day. A penguin with the, with the four hearts. They gave us a five-star review. I uh, said, question, what is your favorite loadout? Mine is the sheriff and the judge. And also... What character do you main? Also, can I play with you guys? My name is, I think it's Sniper, Sniper Pug. Pug right? Sniper Pug, yep. Um, hey, but man. yeah, hey, Sniper, actually, if you want, first off, come into and check out, make sure you're following Reflections on Twitch. He streams a lot while we're playing. And occasionally we have some extra spots open. We have people come in. And so sometimes some of the viewers get to come play along with us. So you can go play with us there. But the question is, what is your favorite loadout? Uh, mine uh man i think we said it last week vandal is feeling really good yeah. for me lately i really do enjoy the vandal uh and if and if i can have that vandal i'll take it right now so that's definitely my favorite weapon of choice at the current time and i do main brimstone but we're gonna talk a little bit about it today and and you know you are you you know you are you, taylor we've been playing together since alpha right yeah since we could yeah. get into yeah. the game and yeah. my first my first character that i actually mained uh was cypher and it was, I yeah, played, yeah, I remember that. I yeah. played Cypher a ton through the through the through the alpha. Really coming into the the main release and towards the end of Alpha is when I started playing a lot of Brimstone. 
Uh, but man, after our discussion today that we're going to have a little bit later on, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go play some more Cypher for the team. Yeah, you know, Hiko, he's he's making some magic happen, obviously, throwing out those stats. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later, and hey, we can always use another Cypher. But then again, don't discredit Brim. You're you're a fantastic Brim player, and those smokes are valuable. I do have it's one true. question for you, Drewster. Um, if you want to tweet at uh, Too Loud TX on Twitter or myself, at Reflections. Um, you said Sheriff, obviously, high-accurate weapon. We'll talk about that later. But you said the Judge. You like the Judge. So I, I do want to know, are you a Jet main? Because Jet mains have been using the Judge quite a bit because they can dash in and then quickly mow you down with uh, the judge so let us know i'm very curious if i'm right on that if i'm not hey it's all good but with that mobility jet is super powerful with the judge so let me know either way just we appreciate you and we also appreciate uh dino 4529 says love the show great content i love playing valorant like everyone listening and this podcast helps me keep up to date while i'm working great content so another guy who's listening while uh he's working or he or she is working we'd like love it. to see like it we'd it. love to keep you entertained during those work days he also uh goes on to say i had a few ideas that i wanted to share with you guys i was thinking about extending the agent contracts and adding maybe an agent skin or an agent specific knife for example, for Jet, you get on of uh, her knives as a melee. You or at least you keep on to them. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, uh, Dino. That's interesting, right? More contents, and I think you know what a knife-specific uh, uh, weapon, right? For or at least skin, right? For an agent would be fantastic. We we see already agent skins for weapons. Why not introduce a knife? Well, we've heard that they're bringing some quality of life improvements. That's the main thing they're really focusing on moving forward. You know. I think contracts would kind of fall into how those are working in the quality of life. So maybe we're going to see some changes to those as they, as they come out. Um, the other thing that's going to, I, I mean, I think this is a great idea. Um, maybe, maybe as they go through acts and as they come out with new acts, maybe they add five more levels to contracts, you know, or I a few so. more levels to whatever yeah. it is so that you can continue yeah. to move on it. And they come out with things like skins or they come out things like a knife, right? That this particular, maybe they rotate through all the guns and you can eventually have a whole set of weapon skins that are built just around the character that you love so much. Right. And you know, the other thing that they mentioned was, is, is, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the update, but is that uh, they're going to be coming and bringing some more story to the game. Right. So yeah, yeah, maybe Lord. there's some aspects of story that can be tied to your contract that you could work towards unlocking or seeing or being part of the game. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think they can really use those contracts to kind of build upon your desire, your love for a special agent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now, as it sits, I'm, I'm less than 10,000 XP away from maxing out my uh, my breach contract. So I'll, yeah. I'll be unlocking the new skin for the Frenzy, which not too excited about the skin for the Frenzy. But like you mentioned, if they do add additional tiers, I'm already at tier 10, right? So then I can start earning my way up to maybe that specific knife or as he even said, right, the agent skin, which would be absolutely cool. Even though you don't see the agent, you're the agent skin itself like in game, right? Because it is in fact right. first person, but at least your team will know that you're swagged out. So agent skins, I hope, is going to be an addition later on. Do you do you think, like for for you having that frenzy skin, you're going to try out the frenzy a couple times just to see? Oh, I've you. been using it already. Yeah, so, I was I was going to talk about that actually in in our uh, future segment, uh, right? Because it was okay, brought out right. from one of our listeners before. But yeah, I have been using the frenzy and the skin. It's going to be it's going to be I'm going to be showing it off. W all right, all right. We'll, we'll talk about that. We won't spoil that. You got to stay around if you want to hear the rest of that discussion. But I will say the last one to bring us around here on Assy Agents is Ray. Ray came in and updated his comment, made another comment here. He says, best Valorant podcast, man. Thank you so much. We said, hey, guys, to follow up on the first comment, thank you so much for featuring me. 
Sadly, I did not pick the the print, uh, prism skins. So, but I will be getting uh, I will be getting the prime skins. Okay. So, all right. And he says, uh, can you guys also do some character breakdowns? Right now, I am a cipher. Hey, check it out. Hey. And would, and would love if you would tell me how to use him more offensively and how to set up the best camera spots. Anyways, love you guys and keep up the great work. Hey, Ray, I hope you're listening to this episode. Because this episode's built just for you, my friend. Because we are going to talk a lot about Cypher here in just a moment. But, man, that ties it up for Assy Agents. Guys, thank you so much for continuing to take the time, take the moment to give us your feedback. We love opening the show this way. We hope you guys do, too. So make sure if you're listening and you haven't done your comment, hey, take this long weekend. Maybe you got an extra time this weekend. Check it out. And uh, go ahead and give us a review. Shoot us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about this show. So we can feature you here on the next Ask the Agents. But without further ado, Taylor. Take us into Run It Back. Yeah, let's bring it back. So I'm not going to lie. We're going to open it up pretty hot and heavy. Now, granted, this has already been fixed, and that's a shout-out to how quick Riot works with fixing right? some game-breaking Valorant exploits. Let's talk about Reyna for a second, specifically on the map Haven. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the clips that were going around. Now, like I said, it's been fixed already. But as you know, with Reyna, she has a couple of abilities, right? So she can uh, take, you know, the soul orb and use it to heal herself or gain some shield, right? Whether, whether, whatever you lie on the stat line. She can also take that orb and use it to essentially go into a ghost mode, right? And then separate herself from that fight, distance herself, if you will, uh, and just get away. Or maybe reposition herself so she can better fight. But on Haven, if you guys don't know, on that uh, B site, right, there's a, a place... Uh, to the left where you plant the bomb if you're going down long b where that orb is at and there's this little platform or i shouldn't say little but it's actually a pretty big platform to the left of the site uh, the, if you are actually on offense going to plant the bomb or the spike i should say and if you were to then take the soul orb go into ghost mode you could glitch underneath that uh that section to the left of the bomb site the spike site and you can plant the spike there and then you can exit out from there. And even if you were to go down, there's nobody left on your team on the map. You can't defuse it if you're the enemy team. It was absolutely broken. But hey, within 24 hours, the fix was made. Yeah, yeah. So kind of give some clarity to that as well for everybody's like disappear mode. If you do play, it's dismiss. So the ability is dismiss. And basically, she has this if, if impress, which is her ex, her ult, I guess, per se, instantly enter the frenzy. If it's available, uh, she will become invisible when she uses her E. So if her ult is there, she becomes invisible when she uses her E. You're dismissing, gets underneath there. I mean, you're bound to find these type of things eventually, right? I think I don't think this is the first one we're going to catch. I don't think it's the last one we're going to catch, right? Like, we're and and as we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show, there's more care. There's more agents slated to come out. They're going to have different abilities that might create some exploits in the game. But I think it just really comes back to what you said, how quickly they reacted to fix that because it was so game-breaking uh, and it was causing some major problems for competitive. So they immediately cut it off for competitive. That map was no longer in the rotation. They went ahead and tweeted it out, let everybody know they were working on a fix immediately. I mean, they did, they did the, perfect, the, the, the picture-perfect response that I wanted from a dev in this instance. 
Yeah, and and that's what we expect from him. You you go back to the to the beta, right? We'll talk about Hiko in a little bit with Cipher. We've kind of been hinting at that nonstop, right. but you know, Hiko was great for introducing spots where Cipher would put his spy cam that were broken, right? You couldn't remove them, you couldn't see them, and therefore it just stayed there the whole map. It gave you infinite vision uh, right. without any punishment, right? Which obviously makes that ability broken, at least in that certain situation. Reina in this situation, obviously very broken. Uh, anytime that you can plant uh, the spike, it, it, we've seen this across multiple different games. I even go back to Call of Duty when I used to uh, to commentate that for Search and Destroy. You could plant the uh, bomb at one point on top of the bomb site, and therefore you couldn't lay down, you couldn't cover yourself. You were forced to stand up to defuse it or get on top of the bomb site yourself, obviously putting yourself out of position. It was broken, and I don't think, actually, believe it or not, I don't think a fix actually came for that for months. And yeah. uh, because of that, it, it caused some difficulties, and tournament organizers actually had to put a ban on using that. If you were caught using that, you were disqualified. But I love the fact that Valorant is now taking matters into their own hands and fixing it so quickly. Like you said, that's a huge testament to the transparency and uh, just obviously the Valorant's team to be able to check out what's happening in the community. Check out what's happening. What is the meta? What's taking place? What are the issues? They're analyzing data. We've been a month into the game and they've already fixed quite a bit. So you love to see it. And, and that's why Valorant's in a good spot as it is now. Yeah, I mean, with a competitive game like this, the integrity of the game, even starting now, is really important. And so I think they did; they took the right steps to get us there for sure. And uh, it's it's a it's a it's a good sight, you know, for us as fans and for us that are involved in the esports scene to really see them taking it so serious, as into actually immediately addressing it and getting out there. Absolutely, and uh, we'll love to see what the fixes are going to be in the future. But hey, you know what? Talked about transparency, and we continue to get it. As you know, Ask Valorant is a bi-weekly mm. series that keeps coming, and uh, that's the chance for the Valorant team to be very open and answer common questions from the community itself. Um, you actually had a, a pretty good speculation given the fact that patch notes come out and then maybe an Ask Valorant comes out and they kind of stagger it. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Maybe that's just kind of how it's been adding up as of recently. Uh, but I do like that because they're able to analyze a little bit more. But either way, it's a great uh, series. If you haven't checked it out, go watch it, right? You can find it on multiple different places and you can also find the clips, I'm sure, on Reddit as well as on Twitter itself, right? Supercakes is is one of the leading people whenever it comes to the Ask Valorant section along with, uh, obviously, the senior game designer, Trevor Romleski. Uh, but either way, way there were some questions that came up and one of those questions is uh will valorant be getting an agent and map ban right so a pick and ban system we've seen it across multiple titles and that's been a big talking point that we've even brought up on this show in earlier episodes so uh with that being said trevor ended up coming out with a quote and he said we've considered a draft phase for agents but the current thinking is that we would not have bans for some more reasoning around bans First, we expect teams to have set plays and strategies that will require very specific agents. Banning an agent would invalidate that entire strategy, and we don't want to discourage practice. So now, uh, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll open it up to you, Too Loud. What do you think about that quote? What do you think about uh, pick and bans in general whenever it comes to agents and maps? Um, I, I was interested in this, right, because we've seen this in League. Um, and we, we obviously, knowing Riot and their ability to come out with characters, we've seen, you know, Reyna come out upon release for the full game, so we knew new 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 agents were going to be coming. Um, you know, even more so in this week's uh, that we're going to talk about the the dev update, the diaries, dev diaries, I believe it was uh, that came out this week. You know, they even kind of broke down what acts and how those were going to look and how many care, you know, how many agents they were they were shooting for. Basically, over uh, over a twelve month period, it'd be six agents 
Uh, so six new agents. So you know that like bands and you knew that like this was going to become a big question and they went ahead and addressed it right here in this week's uh, Ask, Ask Valorant. Um, and you know, just to give some clarification for everybody, Ask Valorant is separate from the dev diaries. Those are two separate things. So they are really being transparent, Taylor, with how they're talking to the community in multiple different ways. And I think what's really interesting about what Trevor's response is here is how like they want they he goes on to talk a little bit about how how they want to make sure if someone has the ability to play a character that and it's this high skill level they want that to be able to be shown right they yeah. want players to be able to play out and and i think that's a really interesting concept as you start to look at if you're coming out with six agents every every year right and all of a sudden we're going to turn around in a couple of years and have what a total of uh, right now we'd have eight we have what 17 Right, because we have eleven, we'd have seventeen, and then we'd go from there. We'd have we'd get a we'd get another, you know, another six. Uh, you know that that's going to put you at twenty three. So really soon, and in a matter of two years, we have twenty three agents. And if we aren't having a band system, will we just come down to that thing where it's like, hey, these are the best five all the time? The I mean, arguably these are the best five. But really, I think what it hits on is how strategy works out, because what's going to end up happening is that. You have all these different agents that are out there, and you have say say we do get to the point where you have twenty plus agents, and now you have the ability to say like how many different types of strategy do you have, and if you do have all that different types of strategy, how many counters do you have? Are you able to counter it, or is that is like does the game not become so much of countering abilities, but really stays to its core? Maybe that's why we don't have bans because the core of the game is a shooting mechanic. It is. And, you know, you bring up a good point there. With so many agents being added, you mentioned 23 after, what, just two years? A couple right, years, yeah. Math. And that's not including maps. That's a lot of agents, and that could I'm hoping, you know, more. we know the agents are guaranteed. I'm hoping there's going to be more maps added. I would love to see after two years maybe 10 maps be in play or be in a rotation. That would be a healthy mix, I think, especially with there only being four we see the same maps played over and over again. Sometimes we play Ascent four times in a row, five times in a row. We'll play only Ascent that entire night. Right. So with that being said, picking bands at this point in time is way too early of a discussion. And I even go back to, let's let's look at Overwatch, for example. You, you referenced League of Legends. In Overwatch, they implemented a pick and ban system. And that pick and ban system has got a lot of criticism because it takes out certain... Eight or uh, certain heroes, if you will, that are absolutely meta that you need to use. And if you take those uh, those certain heroes out, the game isn't as fun to play, and it's just pretty chaotic. Yeah. And I think it'd be the same when it comes to Valorant. And Valorant is very unique because obviously you do main certain people do main agents. Obviously, they play, like you know you look at Hiko, you look at I mean really any of the top players, you know Wardell, take your pick. They can play any agent pretty much, and they understand them inside and out, right? They've they've worked through all of them. They've seen which one fits best for them. But if you do take them off their main and you put them at a disadvantage, for me, that's not as competitive as it could be. It's not showcasing that player's skills in the best way or in the best light possible. So I think having each player, each pro player, choose their certain agent and and freely be able to play that agent without the risk of being a you know picker band. Or let's in this case specifically ban, right? Because the pick doesn't matter. Right. That for me isn't isn't really relatable to esports. I don't I don't like that aspect of it. I understand the concept behind it, but I don't like it. Now, I don't like it at this stage 
But when there's 23 that's going to be available even more in the future, mm. I wouldn't mind seeing a pick and ban system actually be worked out, maybe played around with, because who knows, maybe it might work. Like you mentioned, we might see the same five agents being used time and time again, and, be, and before you know it, right, esports becomes stale. The meta becomes stale. By switching it up, it becomes great again. But it puts a lot of pressure on the pro players, and for the pro players, I can understand why they don't want this, because they want to freely be able to play who they want to play, and they want total control, and therefore that's more competitive. Yeah, I think it really goes down to the part of the statement that you read where he said, you know, first we expect teams to have set plays and strategies that we require specific agents, right? And so you really do. This is a different type of game. Um, you know, the Counter-Strike, you don't have any type of bans or anything. There's no abilities for your... And, and so we've got to see uh, kind of basically, you know, there's, there's certain strats that always play out in CSGO, right? There's, there's certain strats that... Even the commentators can call out, hey, where they're going to go, exactly what's going to happen. Valorant's a little less predictable because of the abilities, and I think that's what makes the game fun, right? And, and, and it really changes up and kind of is that next era of, of, of I, what I believe uh, shooting esports, you know, a shooter on esports, FPS, really is. Um, and, and so I, I definitely, I love that they're looking at this as in like, we don't know how all the players are going to use these players are going to use these agents, but we do expect that they're going to have set things, specific, uh, 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 you know, uh, strategies that they want to use. And to see the highest level of play, we don't need to dampen the strategy that can be used in the game. No, we and don't. to me, we that don't. that's the key. Like high yeah. strategy in this game. I, I mean, somebody tweeted out it was last week. I think it was Rob, our friend over at uh, at Dark Esports. If you know Rob. And uh, a great dude was with Ghost Gaming, built some of the best freaking people over there for Fortnite in the world. He's moved over to Dark Esports, and uh, they're doing incredible. I mean, killing it. But he mentioned the other day, and they, they're really well known for their Rainbow Six team. He mentioned the other day that he wasn't too much of a fan of watching Valorant. And okay. I told him, I said, I actually, I, I can completely understand why you don't enjoy watching Valorant that much. Because... If you don't really understand how characters work, it's just another shooter to you. If you don't understand how agents work, it's just another shooter to you. And I completely understand that can be maybe even a little confusing, right? While some people don't really understand League, like there's a lot of abilities and things going on. I don't have the time to understand that. But man, for those fans of the game, when you see the highest level of play, it is absolutely breathtaking. And I think that really goes down to what Trevor is saying here is like, hey, at the highest level, we don't want to dampen those strategies. And that's when you're going to get TV that shocks people, that you're going to get events, plays that they're just going to start shocking the, the fans and, 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 and those that surround the game, that love the game, and that watch the game day in and day out. And on top of that, too, let's say they do add in an Overwatch style of uh, a production, which I got to I got to say the Overwatch production was fantastic. And at one point in time, they had it to where you could watch each uh, mm -hmm. each pro yep. player right from their perspective. So if they if they rocked whatever hero that you rocked, right, that you liked, you can literally learn firsthand how they were playing. And I hope that's something that they do add in the future. And if pick and ban would essentially stop then from that uh, from that future agent, right? From wanting to become the best in the game, becoming the best in the world, from learning from the best in the world, right? They won't have that opportunity. Either way, I'm happy the pick and ban system isn't taking place as of yet. And I think it's too early. But who knows in the future once everything changes? Because in a year, in two years, we don't know what our mindset's going to be at that point in time. We might want to try out a pick and ban 
Either way, I keep the door open for it, but right now, it's way too early. But I what mean, it's it, not too early with... Well, huh? I was going to say real quick, it's obviously... I mean, truth, you are 100% on target because if you take the first sentence of his reply, we've considered it. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, all, it's yeah. obviously in their minds. It's obviously something sure. that's not completely out of question. And like, I th- like, like, like you said, maybe it is something we will see in the future. I, and maybe it is, right? In a year, two years, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in a year two. We don't even know if Valorant will be alive in a year, two years. I hope so, right? But the point is, anything can happen in the gaming world because it moves quick. And yeah. there's always things changing. And uh, speaking of changes, hopefully Deathmatch, right? So Team Deathmatch TDM, is it going to be coming? I, I feel like we have talked about this every other episode, right? We've been talking about Team Deathmatch coming since, I believe, after the beta just ended. And that's that's a testament to where we feel it, it really does need to be in the game. Now, uh, Jared did, in fact, the lead game mode's uh, producer, came out with a statement during this section, and he said, Deathmatch is absolutely a mode that is coming to Valorant. So there you go. It is confirmed. We don't have a timetable yet, but it is something where we're actively working on the underlying technology as well as designing, iterating, prototyping, and playtesting right now. So it's something they're working on. It's something they're looking at. you got to understand, right now the maps are developed for spike rush they're developed for competitive they're not developed for deathmatch when you talk when you start talking about team deathmatch if you haven't played it as much in call of duty or other titles team deathmatch requires a good spawn system and if that spawn system isn't set up right you run yourself into being spawn trapped and if you don't know what spawn trapped is i hope you never experience it but let me tell you what it is it's essentially you literally can't get out of your spawn you're getting mowed down. It is a miserable feeling. And you you know that forfeit button exists, right? You'd probably be hitting it pretty quick if a good team has is, is, is got you in a spawn trap. So with that being said, Deathmatch, it's going to need some work. Yeah, I, so there's a couple things. First off, you hit it on the head. Spawn systems in a Deathmatch game are absolutely critical. In any type of uh, really one you know multi-life around game, Deathmatch, in this instance, the spawns are important. If you, if any of you, if you listen right now, I mean, Call of Duty's in an uproar because the competitive side of it has horrible spawns right now. They're absolutely horrible. And so, like, pros don't even like playing the game for fun. Like, it's, it's not even fun to them right now, right? I know that, like, Deathmatch... Yeah. yeah, and Deathmatch is going to be an additional uh, mode to, the, to Valorant, unlike how yeah. it is... So, the spawns are so important in Call of Duty... Right. So it's definitely I understand we're comparing a little different things, but I say that because they're working and prototyping this already to make sure those spawns and I want them to take the time. I'd rather them take the time to get good spawns in where we have a good game mode that we really enjoy from the kick instead of, oh, crap, they brought something out. We have these bad experiences. We really don't play it. It sits to the side. Riot says, oh, nobody cares about it when we shouldn't invest in it anymore. And the next thing we know, we got a mode that doesn't matter and basically is dead. Okay, so I would much rather them. However, it is very encouraging to me because he he actually says in his reply, we're designing, we're iterating, we're prototyping, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, okay, they haven't even started on this yet. And then he's like, yeah. and play testing right there now. There you go. And so, like, they're in all phases of this. They are definitely running this thing. Um, it, just by his response, you can tell they're looking at every angle of this um, and really making sure that they get something that fans like. Look, Spike Rush has had in, ha, has had enhancements since we got it, and it is yep. very fun. I find myself really enjoying Spike Rush lately. Now, yeah, maybe maybe you're in my camp, or you're a dad, and you can't always commit during your day, you know, or you're working or whatever, and you always can't commit during your day during your breaks or between 
between parenting or cooking dinner or whatever that you can invest 45 minutes. But a spike rush is a lot of fun. I don't, I'm, I'm more curious curious, uh, and, and to what you think, Taylor, that deathmatch is going to be. Is this going to be like a quick mode? Is this going to be a 15-minute investment? Is it going to be a five-minute investment? What, what do you think as far as deathmatch goes that we're kind of looking at as far as a time scale on, on, on those matches? Yeah, so this is interesting because right now there's not really a set time that each game is going to take place. Obviously, you have your match timer in the game, but if you finish off around quick, then obviously you're not going to, you know, play a full hour game of unrated or rated, right? You could play 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Same thing with Spike Rush. It just depends. Do you beat the team 4-0? Do you not? Um, with Team Deathmatch, I assume there's going to be a certain timer. If uh, if it makes sense to me from other Deathmatch games that I've played in the past or it, TDM style of uh, at least game modes within that set game, probably 10, 15 minutes is going to be the time. I think that's really all that's needed. Um, you know, probably who knows? Let's see. What is it? Five. It's a five v five, obviously. So we're probably looking at maybe first of fifty eliminations. I think that's fair. You know, if you if you look at like Call of Duty and you kind of compare that, right? Because that's kind of my realm where All I right, come so you from. So think fifty's the number? Fifty's the number? I, I think fifty's probably the number, right? It, it, maybe you know thirty is is kind of like your free for all number. If it's a warm up game type, though, do you want it longer? Do you? I mean, if, so, if this is if that's what it's meant for, should it be a hundred? No, I don't think it should be 100. I, I think 50 is fine. I think, you know, get in, get out. And if you want to play, you know, sometimes we play, like even us, right? Whenever we want to play rated, we we go in and we play like two or three spike rushes. It's nice and quick. What takes like 20, 30 minutes at most. We're nice and warm. We're good to go. Instead of shooting bots, we're shooting players. And then we go in and, and we play our rated mode, right? So I think I think, I think think 50 is fair. I think 50 is going to be at, at most 75. At most 75. I was going to say at 75, that gives each player 15 kills essentially yeah. rough around you yeah. have five players say they average around 15 kills you get one that gets below 15 one that gets over 20 um i feel like 75 is that number i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm placing my bet right here taylor <laughs> i'm placing 75? my bet on like 75 that's okay, my bet 75. i'm placing on 70 it's gonna be over 25 or o- over I over mean, 30 it, for sure oh it's gonna be over 50 it's gotta be over i'll say over 50 okay. Not to exceed 75. Well, I'm I can't wait for it either way. Hey, that that's fair. 75, what do you guys think? Right? Let us know in the comments. Tweeted us at too loud TX. Tweet at myself at Reflections. Let us know. What do you think the number is going to be at? 75, 50, 100, 300? I don't know. Look, there's some crazy people out there that would love a 500. But either way, let's go ahead and move into our next topic. Main topics. Let's get it going. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. All right, Taylor, last week we had Mythic Helm. Shout out to Mythic Helm, the agent out there that went, was highlighted in our Ask the Agents last week. And he said he wanted to know a little about pistols. He wanted to know when do we use them? When is it viable to buy? Yes. And uh, we said we were going to do it this week. And guess what? We are going to do it this week. So I went ahead. I built this little spreadsheet, even Taylor, that we can it's look at. It's a beautiful at. spreadsheet. Let you me know? tell you, that is that is that is a nice spreadsheet. What can I say? What can I say? All stats actually were taken from our friends over at ValorantBase.com. Uh, stole it from those guys. Uh, there's a good if you if you like an app on your phone. This is not a paid thing, like at all. Not but at all. If you want a, if you want a good uh, app on your phone for Valorant, Valorant Base is a good one. I think it's also called Companion App uh, if you're on uh, on your own like uh, Android or something. But yeah, great. Great, great app. They got some good stats. But I want to talk about, there is five, five weapons that fall in this category that we're going to talk about today. The classic pistol, the good old shorty, 
Yours truly, the Frenzy Pistol you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. The Ghost, which we use the most. And then the Sheriff for those precision players. And I'm still trying to get good, and I'm not that good yet. So <laughs> let's kick it back up. Let's start with the first one, Classic Pistol. Taylor, we're, we seem to be finding ourselves using this a lot more than we used to. Well, the biggest thing, why do we use it? The price, it's free. Free 99, the best price out there, baby, right? So, hey, Mm. a free weapon, you already have it. You get to buy out all of your abilities. And if you are an ability-heavy agent, then that's fantastic to have, right? If you are, let's say, a sage, you want that wall off the rip, you can't buy a ghost, right? You might be able to buy a shorty. You might be able to buy a frenzy. But the point is, the classic, you're always going to have that. And it's not a bad weapon to use. It's not a bad weapon to have. It does 78 head damage, 26 body damage. Um, and But granted, the big, the big and most special thing about it is you can right-click it, and it shoots off three bullets at a time. Up close, yeah. that thing will mow you down, right? You hit it in the head, like they're a gone, shotgun. they're dead. It absolutely is. So you have a pistol and a shoddy mixed into one. Now, granted, though, it doesn't have the packing power, uh, you know, of a, you know, or at least packs. It doesn't pack a punch like the other weapons. Right. But it's free and it still is very effective. And if you have good accuracy, you could still snap on heads. You're going to be doing just as much damage as the other weapons. Yeah. I mean, um, I like it. I think it's really cool that uh, we have a lot of characters like Sage out there that have their own regular pistol skin, right? That is really cool to go after. Um, what was the what's the other really cool pistol skin that's out there that I'm always thinking about? Um, that's like multicolor painted. Um, well, you 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 have Reyna, which obviously that's that's Reyna's like pistol. Cool that's what it is. Yeah, that's the, the purple. Cool one. Yeah. That that's the ghost, and then you have uh, Rays, which is like the multicolored one as well. I had that during the beta, um, uh, but I don't. I, I, I right now, obviously, I've been uh building up Breach, but you yeah, got a couple yeah. different pistols out there. Yeah. So I think I think I think that we've seen over time kind of this play of the you know, the classic pistol get more and more for me. I mean, it, it typically is my go-to in a lot of cases. And especially like I talked about last week, I play a lot of brimstone. So I want to use that. Here's the word I could, Oh no, this is not the word incendiary. I could actually say that last week. That's not it. So <laughs> I said it this week too, but I'm so actually surprised. It's a pretty hard work, but uh, you know, I'll buy my incendiary, my Molly, right. As he calls out yep. in game. Um, and so I don't typically buy any other pistol. I use that classic cause I, I need a couple of my smokes. So if I got to buy a couple smokes and that, so when I, as a brim player, a lot of times I don't upgrade my pistol in those first couple rounds. Um, okay. if, if we win round one and we're all kind of on a save or a partial save, I'll go to a ghost. I'll buy a ghost the next round, but I spend a lot of time in the classic. I love the classic. Uh, although, you know, that wall penetration being very low compared to some of the other weapons, like the sure. sheriff of the ghost. Does d- does damage you if you if you're trying to get those peaks off if you know somebody's right around the corner. But um, yeah, for me, I love the classic. The shorty though, the shorty is always the one that I'm like, uh, I kind of want to use it. But you know, if you don't land those shots, it really messes you up. You know, you only got two two uh, two uh, bullets in that magazine. Um, it's uh, it's body damage is only twelve. So if you ain't hitting those shots, it ain't going very well, right? And you got to well, be up he, close and personal with it. Yeah, and that's the thing, up close and personal. Even if you're hitting your shots it could quickly go to waste and all, all of a sudden you find yourself reloading and the guy is pushing you with the classic and you're gone right so i will say this i've been getting quite frustrated with the shorty as of recently not because i've been using it but and or my inability to use it right because the, the only time i really buy it i'm going to be honest or the, I, I don't even buy it is is during a uh, spike rush when yeah, i'm forced yeah. to use it but i have seen some fantastic omen plays where they'll throw their their smoke out or even brim smoke will go down and they'll hide in the smoke with that shorty and you walk in there you're instantly dead Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. It pisses me off. But at yep. the end of the day, the shorty is play. something that is useful. 
Up close, it makes sense, but I'm not going to lie. If you're going to use the shorty, it's most likely for the memes. I mean, it really is likely for the memes. Well, I'll say this. like Maybe you're in a game where you know a team's very aggressive, and shorty is the only thing you can go to. Right, like if you go into a game and someone's re- they're pushing quick, they're really aggressive. One way to slow them down a little bit is to get that quick exchange, which you know you can do with a shorty. Right, like hide behind the corner. Sure. You know they're going to push a every time. I'm going to hide here. I'm going to get my exchange for my team and move on. However, if you're a player like Sage, that's really critical for your team. Right, um, if if you're uh, you know more more of a supportive player that's in the background and you're not pushing a lot and you shouldn't be pushing. Like for instance, if you're on offense and you have the bomb. Like, don't just take the bomb and run away with your shorty and then die, <laughs> you know, all the way inside a B yeah. somewhere, right? So um, I would just say, like, if you're a shorty player and you want to use a shorty, there are definitely instances. If you're getting pushed a lot, you don't have a lot of money, it's a great way to kind of, like, counter and slow them down for those next couple rounds. They don't know if you're going to be having a shorty again or not. So it's a great way to kind of do that. And the other thing with a shorty is, if you're going to use a shorty, don't put your team in a position where they're coming to get a bomb because you took a shorty to get a kill. And in yep. the bomb sitting somewhere else, like it is definitely a more of a, a an aggressive weapon to use, right? And it is definitely in a situation where um, you can't be taking on two v threes, three v three v ones, two v ones. In a lot of cases, it is very good for that one on one engagement. Yeah, and, and and honestly, I think the best way to put it, the shorty is all about positioning and timing. If you don't have good positioning and timing, and you feel like you're going to be fighting long range fights. You don't pick the shorty, right? Yeah. If you're on bind, you're challenging hookah. Pick a shorty. Maybe it doesn't hurt, right? But do understand you only have two shots. And if you don't connect, even if you do connect on those two shots and the team pushes you, you're SOL because the reload time takes forever. So you better hope that you can hit with the knife. Either way, you also have the frenzy pistol. Now, the frenzy yeah. is something that I've been using as of recently. I said it earlier. Now, what are the pros and cons about it? Well, you know, headshot damage is exactly the same as your classic pistol, right? It's going to be 78 total damage to the head. The fire rate, though, is much faster than that of the classic. You also have at least one round more in the magazine size, and it only costs 400, so it's a little bit cheaper than the ghost, which means some of my abilities are only 100. I can buy my abilities for 100, right? So with that being said, I personally really enjoy the frenzy, and I'm not going to lie, the accuracy isn't too bad. If you just press, uh, if you left click once, it shoots like three shots, then resets. You're good to go from that point forward. So for me, the frenzy is fantastic. The only thing is, you can't aim down sights, obviously. But with that being said, the frenzy, the bullet drop off, even to me, doesn't seem that crazy. So I've been using the frenzy a lot because that rate of fire is incredibly important, especially early rounds. I love it. It's definitely that in-between gun for me as far as, like, you got... For me, I feel like I got to be a little bit closer than I do with the classic, right? I got, I got to stay in that mid... That, that close range, per se, that I do with the shorty a little bit, right? So there's that that give and take. Um, I just never had a lot of luck with it. I'm just not really that good with if it, you could learn it, though. You. If you can learn it, Troy. Like, if you can learn the recoil, you're so deadly with it. And it's so I, much. I have it's, seen it's, some it's incredible so plays with it, right? And yeah. and quick. I mean, because uh, I, I mean, I've I've seen people get some pretty quick flicks with the frenzy, where they can go in and really contest some people. So also a good pistol though to have if you have a team that's charging you. It's a great pistol to have in in, in your arsenal to be able to slow that team down and get them to second think when they come back through rushing through at the beginning of the game as well. So uh, you know. I agree. It's uh, it's it definitely uh, takes some adjusting and getting used to. I want to hear about from you guys out there. If you're, if you're, by the way, as we go through these, let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know what pistol fan or 
sidearm fan you are when you start the game. Uh, and then we yeah. have Ghost next, right? Which is everybody's favorite. Yeah. I would say everybody's. typically, you know, you, you got that 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 headshot opportunity there with the Ghost. Um, it's not loud. It is quiet. It's got the silencer on it. You're able to get through. You got that 105 headshot damage. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you got, thing. you know, 33 body damage. Uh, it does have better wall penetration than, you know, the first three that we talked about, the classic short of your frenzy. Um, and, you know, but it is 500. And, and since yeah. they changed that price back from the beta, I think it was 400 back in the beta, um, or alpha, should I say, it was absolutely um, used every single time because I could just grab yeah. it with my brimstone, no with buying my incendiary, right? So, uh, I don't know. I mean, Ghost is definitely my choice. There's some awesome skins out there. I've been rocking the oh, uh, Sovereign, Sovereign one. Like, the yes. Sovereign skin is just incredible with the, yeah, yep. the, the finish kill on it with the sword. It's amazing. Oh, man. I love it. It's the best. It's one of the best ones out there, 100%. And let's not forget, too, the Sheriff, right? The Sheriff is one that's uh, actually one of our users uses, apparently, and that is the Drewsters, right? He said he loves the Sheriff and the Judge. So Sheriff, obviously, high accuracy, but most expensive, right? The most expensive one being out there. You also only have a six-round magazine size. The fire rate is relatively slower, but if you can connect on some heads, it can do upwards of 160 damage. The body damage is great, too. So if your opponents aren't buying shield, which they shouldn't be buying any shield, off the off the at least the first round then it should take two shots to take them down and it also has that high wall penetration power which is fantastic especially if you're using it on uh some sites such as ascent right ascent is fantastic especially over on that b site we've seen some great plays in conjunction with sova dart uh arrow right so with that being said I hope we educated you a little bit when it comes to the weapon stats because, you know, these weapons off the initial are incredibly important and they're also important too if you're going into a save route. So be very critical as to what you're using and, and don't be scared to use ones you're not as familiar with and you're not as comfortable with because let's be honest with you, sometimes it is better to use a classic because if you're going to do a save round let's say eight rounds into the into that match that you're playing, you're going to be going against phantoms. You're going against vandals and ops. So maybe a classic is the best way to go about it and save yourself some money so you can buy a vandal in the next round. Yeah, I would also say, like, don't feel like you have to get a sheriff or a ghost just to compete for the next round because you had a bad couple rounds. Like, sometimes just let the classic ride itself out with you. You know, go a couple rounds down. Even if you know I'm going to lose the next two rounds, I need to get my money back in line. Especially if, like... You're, if you're single, if you're single queuing in this game, first off, I feel so sorry for you to always have to single queue. But second off, like, it's kind of weird because I've noticed uh, that I'm a, I'm a classic user, right? So I notice a lot of times in these, in these pub games, I get in and I have a lot more money than the rest of my team at one point. And so I am buying them to help them get through. And so really, uh, the, the, and the important thing about sidearms is, is that sidearms really set up your game from the beginning uh as to really set you up for how you're going to operate and use your money and yeah you can take a risk on going with a ghost or a sheriff right or you can be a little safer get a little more you know into the groove with your classic and then move on uh to the better pistols as it goes and, and you know there's nothing wrong also with having a mid save round in the middle of a game where you guys go hey we can all buy sheriffs this time let's hold off on buying another weapon let's just buy the sheriffs and see if we can capture the round and Sure enough, right. for us, Taylor, a few times we've actually been able to secure those those rounds and then turn the game around. Yeah, we absolutely have. And the last thing I want to say about these weapons, first and foremost, is the, the sidearms, if you will, 
if you're deep into the match, and even if you have the money to buy a sidearm, but you still have the money to buy a Vandal, a Vandal or Phantom, don't buy a sidearm. Leave it out. Stick with your Vandal. Stick with your Phantom. And only buy uh, a sidearm once it's fine around and you have the money to do so. You'll be surprised how quickly uh, it does. Uh, you, it, you'll be surprised how quickly the money adds up. Either way, I hope we educated you a little bit. Let us know, like you said, uh, tweet at, you know, too loud TX, tweet at myself at Reflections, or even leave a comment on uh, iTunes or Podbean. Let us know what you think your favorite sidearm is. We heard a little bit earlier from others, but let's move into our final couple of topics, and that is Hiko. Uh, explaining why Cypher dominates the Valorant pick rates. Now, this was one one of our uh, viewers wanted did in fact want to hear about Cypher, and that was uh, Ray, right? Ray, thank you so much for that comment once again. So Hiko basically says Cypher is S tier, or at least was S tier in beta, and also during the T1 Valorant tournament, tournament, we saw Salar or Cypher have the highest pick rate of all agents. Why is this? Well, it's, it may be very obvious to those who have been playing him. I know, Troy, you also played with him a little bit. But Cypher obviously has a tripwires. You have the, the cage that can pop up, which kind of acts like a smoke, right? Um, and on top of that, you know, you also have the camera itself, which can lock down sights, give you that extra line of sight that, you know, no one can really do. You can argue Sova, but Sova only, if you, if you don't connect on the dart, you don't know they're there. So with that being said... With Cypher, you can stop flanks with the cage. You can stop flanks and stop pushes with um, with the tripwire. And you can also rotate to a totally different site, not even stay on that site, but still have coverage, still have information there with your camera itself. Because even if you don't use it and see the players, most likely it's going to get destroyed. If it gets destroyed, clearly they are there. You could start that rotation. Cypher is so useful when it comes to information, and that's why he's being used so much. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. He is definitely critical to the team. I know we talked about it a little bit on, but his ability to be able to spread out and really spread the map out is what's so incredible about him, right? It's like he can he can go to A, for instance, on uh, let, let's take split, right? Where he can go to A, offense or defense, and provide intel that is so critical to the movement of how players are pushing through to help your team rotate quicker. And that's why he's so important is because he has ability to have intelligence for your team to make those rotations uh, in, in a much quicker pace, right? And be able to know, hey, like, hey, we got the intelligence. It's guaranteed they're moving here. We got that tripwire, you know? And if he's on that spot, like you said, for instance, A on split, say he's playing defense, they're coming through sewers, they're making the rotation coming from B, he hears them. He has two things to slow them down, right? If not three, if you count his camera by hit, he could shoot somebody and go ahead and put a dart on them, causing them to have to take a moment to stop their play and take that dart out. And that is really critical to his camera. It's not just having the ability to see the vision and to get the intel, but he can stop a play from moving, causing a player other actions. And there's not a lot of things in this game that cause you as a player to stop what you were doing and to react to exactly something, you know, something another player did. And with that, a dart coming from his camera, dude, it makes him very, very, very critical, I think. As we look at pro play going through, I think Sage, I think Cypher are two of the most critical players you're going to have to see used every single game. 100%. Sage Cypher, you nailed it right on the head. And Cypher is one of those agents that's invaluable when it comes to the information. And like we said, that's why we're seeing it so much. I do want to say uh, to you, Ray, you asked, how can you use him on offense to be, or uh, yeah, on offense to be uh, kind of a better player, if you will? That's where Cypher kind of falls behind, right? On offense, it's a little bit harder. But oh, I will but say there are this. Some tricks. There are some tricks. There are some tricks. And I will say this. If you can break into a site, 
on any map, right, and you can lock it down, you can use Cypher much like you do on defensive side, right? You can uh, stop flanks by placing your cages down. If you don't place them too early on, you can also put down, let's say, a tripwire down to lock down an angle. So you can even put it on the bomb, right? So if they go to push the bomb, you know where they're at. You could then peek that corner and you could take them out because you see the outline of them, right? So it's all situational. But you have to, but like I said, by doing so means you have to save those abilities for when you take over a site, which could be difficult and it might not be worth it, right? So still on offense, right? It still is important that you stop down those flanks, especially if you're pushing it because you don't want to get flanked, especially on bind, right? They come through market, get into hookah. It could destroy your setup, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll say two things about offense use of him. Number one, use your cyber cages and offense to push. Try to use them to push. So for instance, if you're on Haven and you're going long C, Whenever you come and you're, and you're passing uh, by garage there, right? Go ahead and throw out a cage and let your team walk through your cage. Use your cages as part of maybe areas y'all can walk through, also as areas to block their site, right? As in, and it's really easy to like block site when someone's coming on, for instance, throw your cage out on defense, wait for somebody to get there, then your cage comes up. I'm talking about throwing your cage out in front of you as y'all are moving through a site to give you that protection, to give you the, uh, be able to really say, hey, defense, if you are around that corner, guess what? You ain't going to see me now because I'm going through my cages. But yeah, use that. Also, like, remember to use, this is one thing that I always forgot. Remember to use your camera as an offensive tool as well when you're pushing a site, just like the cage is throwing out. Throw them out ahead of your team. Try to get that in. Too many times, Cypher players, especially at lower ELOs, are using the camera sitting back defensively. All their team is dead, and they're using a camera to mark somebody or to find somebody or maybe even lost one person in their team. There is a lot of ability to add to Cypher to let him, if, if he's in the right conversation with the right teammates that are also pushing, he is that, he's that little extra that will get you past those other good teams. Because he, if you have a good Cypher player that can do, use his abilities in offense beyond just neural theft of you know, getting, using his ultimate, but like also, on, uh, also whenever they're pushing through with the camera and with, with, your, with your traps, if you can find that player, if you can become that player with Cypher, trust me, you're going to see you be able to kind of overcome those other teams that you're going up against and not being able to take those final rounds on. 100%. Very useful. Cypher continues to be one of the most used agents out there alongside that of Sage. Actually, we've been talking about Sage, but uh, you know, you, you look at TSM, who just recently won the most recent T1 tournament. They actually didn't use Sage at all, believe it yeah. or not. Which is surprising to me because I think Sage is still 100% useful. But with that being said, maybe she's falling out of meta, but who knows? I think Sage is still there along with Cypher. You have to use them whenever it comes to your overall team breakdown. Well, the, the last thing is don't forget that spy cam refreshes. So like if they kill your camera, it does come back. You know, you have the cooldown. Once the cooldown's over, make sure you're using it again. Uh, I see a lot of Cypher players forget that if either after a camera got destroyed or after they used it once, that they can either pick it back up, right? You can also pick your wires, trap wires back up, save your money for the next round by picking your trap wires back up that weren't used. So uh, like you, there's so much to cipher and, and, and what he can do uh, that uh, I think just, man, all, my other suggestion is watch some pro players play him, right? Go watch some pro players play him. And you'll get a ton of good advice there. I, I act like I know what I'm talking about, Taylor, from time to time. I really don't. I just know a few good things, you know, <laughs> try them out. Let us know what yeah. works for you guys. You Cypher players out there, give us your feedback. Maybe you got a, a tip, a trick, something that we didn't mention today that you're in your car yelling like, hey, Troy, you idiot, you're supposed to do this. 
Like, hey, let me know. Tweet it at me, and we'll make sure we share it next week. Uh, either way, hey, there's been a lot of great things taking place. We hope Cypher is going to be used a little bit more often by you agents out there. But either way, there's been a lot taking place whenever it comes to the Valorant. And we talked about that transparency, and we actually have at least an interview that took place. It's not our own our interview. We don't own it. But at least we wanted to spread it to you guys out there. This comes from Valorant's latest Dev Diaries episode, What Comes After Launch. So let's go ahead and send it into that segment. Hey, everyone. It feels like forever since we've chatted. I'm still working from home, as you can see, as is the entire Valorant dev team. And it was crazy shipping this game from home, away from the office, away from the team, away from all of our work stuff. But I'm still super glad we did it because now the game is finally officially in your hands and we can start on this journey together. So we launched the game and it is really hard for game developers to let their work go. We never know if it's quite good enough, if it's done, if it's ready. But the reality is the game's never gonna be done. This is just the start for us. You're always gonna be finding new things for us to work on, to improve, to chase. And so it's not like the team's all moved on to their next big game. This is their big game and they're all hard at work on a bunch of new things. And that's what I'm here to give you an update on today. What are the plans for rank mode and quality of life moving forward? So we knew that ranked was gonna be the most important thing to get out there. And I know it feels like it took forever. It felt like forever to us as well. And now that that's out, now what? So what you can expect over the next couple of months are a number of quality of life improvements to the game, things we've heard you asking for directly. And a lot of those may have already shipped by the time this video comes out. Those are things like early surrender, the ability to remake matches, timeouts. We wanna get a little more protection in there for our streamers. We've also made a number of UX improvements based on feedback we've heard from you. And then obviously you're gonna see the regular cadence of bug fixes and balance changes in order to keep the game in a really healthy state. What are the differences between episodes and acts and why didn't you just name them seasons? You can expect the next big content drop at the beginning of Act 2. So let's talk a little bit actually about episodes and acts. Episodes are meant to last about six months with acts lasting about two months each. So three acts per episode. We're gonna ask for a little flexibility here because we need to navigate around things like holidays and such, but that's pretty much the cadence that we're targeting. Agents will release at the beginning of an act. So if your math skills are awesome, you figured out that we're targeting about six agents a year. This is another place where we're gonna need a little flexibility because we really need to follow your cues here. How many agents are too many? How many are too few? But right now six is the sweet spot, so six is what we're targeting. Episodes and acts are also where we'll start telling some of the game's story. Now, some of you are like, story, who cares? And others of you are like, why the heck is there a giant island floating in the sky? And what are all these glowy boxes doing all over the place? We'll start peeling back the layers of the game's story over the course of the year with significantly more to come around episode two. Some of you are already starting to piece it together, which has been really cool to watch. Battle passes will also release act to act, so three per episode, and then skins and such every week or two throughout. Now major features will likely release at the start of an episode. That doesn't mean that we're not gonna try some stuff out between now and the beginning of episode two, but we want the start of an episode to feel significant, like an evolution of the game. So you can expect bigger things to happen at an episode start. Things like a map release, or like I mentioned, a major new feature release. What type of game modes do you plan on adding in the future? As for game modes, this is a place where we're actually accelerating development. 
You know, originally we had only planned to launch with the core bomb mode, but what we heard right out of the gate from all of you was that you were looking for a downtime mode, something shorter. And so we released Spike Rush, but that team is just getting started. And we're not really sure yet exactly when we're gonna release modes, whether that's at the act level or the episode level. But what I can say is that you're likely to see a new one before the beginning of episode two. So why episodes? Why don't we just call them seasons? Well, depending on what game you're joining us from, seasons can mean a whole host of things. It can mean the beginning of ranked progression. It could mean the beginning of an esports season. It could mean a major new content drop. All of those things can really mean the start of a season. And so for us, it's about getting all of those things to come together in our game that we feel really comfortable with. And once that's there, we'll be ready to commit to when things start and when they end, and whether that's annually, twice a year, what have you. So yeah, we've been hard at work on a ton of stuff, and we are really excited for you to point us at the right next stuff to tackle. How will you go about battling against inappropriate player behavior in the future? Real quick before I go, there are players out there who are determined to make the game miserable for everybody. I feel like we have a pretty decent handle on the cheaters, though that will be an ongoing battle. But what we're doing less well is in disruptive behavior. I made a huge commitment here at launch, and I mean it. I have funded an entire team of humans to focus on nothing else, and you'll see their work rolling out over the coming months. But we could really use your help. Like any system, it needs data in order to get stronger. So please use our reporting tools and get us that data so we can make those systems even stronger than they are today. We're working on a way to let you know when your reports actually have an action taken on them. But in the meantime, please know we are actively restricting and banning players based on those reports. So please keep reporting those people so we can make the game a healthier place for everybody. All right, that's it from me for now. Thanks so much for playing the game. Thanks so much for hanging out and listening to me talk. Keep letting us know what you're looking for, and I'll keep popping in and letting you know what we're up to. Also, be sure to check out our Ask Valorant series. We'll use that space to answer questions submitted by you, the community, probably every two weeks or so. Thanks, everyone. Man, it's so awesome to hear from Anna, the executive producer of the Valorant. Uh, I don't know about you, Taylor, but... Like we've said multiple times today, like hearing from the team, hearing from Valorant and watching and seeing everything that they're doing to take this game to the next level is just encouraging. It's fun as a fan. I hope you guys, the listeners are enjoying it as well. I mean, tons of great stuff that she had in there, kind of giving them the inside look to where we're headed, you know, in the Valorant scene. And it just excites me, man. I, I'm excited for what the future brings, all the new enhancements she's talking about, the quality of life things that are coming. I'm excited. I know you're pumped as well. No, I absolutely am. Whether it's, of course, you know, the dev diaries that are that are coming out. You know, we, we talk about the new segments uh, where we just talked about, uh, you know, obviously during our run it back segment, you know, where Riot is talking about fixing things and talking about, you know, things from the community with their Ask Valorant section. Either way, it's looking good. Even the Ignition series, you know, something I just want to shout out real quickly. You know, they've already showcased EU. You know, with Europe, they showcased North America, they showcased South Africa, they showcased Japan, right? We have seen so many regions be represented, and uh, that Ignition series is beautiful, and it's really uh, showcasing what Valorant can do globally and bringing the Valorant community that much closer. So whether it's the Dev Diaries, the Ask Valorant sections, or, you know, of course, uh, the Ignition series, I, I think Valorant's in a good spot. 
I love how she also touched on the toxicity of the community, how important it is for them to have us as players report so that they can go into their data so they can learn, they can catch things that are happening in games, they can catch, uh, you know, words and things being said, uh, phrases being said to people, uh, and where they can see repetitive, repetitive offenses, right? And so they, she asked us to make sure we're using that. So as a fan... Make sure you're using that. Make sure you feed into. Let's create a good community here, Taylor. I want to. I want people to be shocked by how healthy and how friendly and how fun the Valorant community is. And we have some great yeah. leaders at the helm right now. You know, with Hiko and some of these other guys that are great pros that are shining, um, that are coming over from other scenes too. That are positive, yeah. positive people. And uh, I really hope that you know this scene we can help contribute to and and follow what she has to say and yeah. and really you know. Feed in. Don't feed into that toxicity, right? Let's let, let's help take it out of this game. Let's be uh let's let's have a fun environment for everybody to play in. Yeah, toxicity has been a big issue. We've seen it time and time again. I'm sure you've experienced it. It's no surprise that it exists in gaming. Uh, but I will say, you know, as of the recent passing of Recful that recently took place, right? Uh, you know that. Could have been a result of, you know, potentially bullying on his last post. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate or get too wrapped up into it. But with that being said, be kind to each other because you never know the impact that you can have yeah. by that one comment, that snark remark, or, or just coming in and being toxic. You think you're having fun and you might be having fun. I get it. But at the end of the day, you never know the impact you're having on somebody else. So toxicity is something that needs to end. Be kind to each other because that act of kindness can go a long way. You never know what someone uh, has going on in their life at that current moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's something that, you know, it's been very vocal in the league scene for so long, right? And has dealt with it. You know, they are, they're pretty good at dealing with it from their past. And uh, I, I think if you are a toxic player in Valorant, it's probably not the place for you to be toxic and be home. So we don't really want you to be around if you're that toxic. So, yeah. Uh, anyways. All right. Well, guys, I hope you did. You really did enjoy hearing from her and Super Cakes and hearing about her vision. I think every time she talks, there's a lot of excitement in her voice for what's coming, what the team's working on, and I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited to bring you this week's Save or Spend. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. That's right. Coming back to me this week, I got to save and spend. And it, you know... For me, this is a lesson I've been learning. We touched on it a little bit, but that it is okay to give the offense or the attackers the bomb site in situations, right? I'm learning that there are times that you go, you can back out of the site, you can back out of the situation you're in, and then re-engage with your team, and it's actually better, right? For example, when you have a five-man rush, typically a lower, at a lower rank, right? This happens a lot. Uh, it's okay, and you wonder like, how how do you know it happens a lot? Hey, look, I'm a pretty low ranker. I'm only in gold. I'm not not that great yet. All right, so that's how it happens. But it's okay to back out and then reclick with your team, and then go ahead and retake that site. And we've actually seen this work in our favor when we were playing with some higher level people in the game. Right, they're like, hey, back up, back up, back. give it to them, give it to them, give it to them, and then we're like, okay, we backed out, and they're like, all right, let's retake, and we, then we just demolish them, and we're like, what, what, that worked. So, like, I am finding that, uh, number one, listening to players a lot more that are higher ranked than me is a good idea. But number two, like, it's, it's not always like other shooters where you have to take that engagement because you see somebody. It's not always smart to take the engagement because you see somebody. Um, sure. And there's a lot of instances to back up and to recollect yourself, recollect your plays, recollect with your team, right? That gives some comms out there because a lot of times... 
in those in those rush moments, in those instant moments, in those gunfights, you're not able to, you know, you're not a pro player. Maybe you're not able to process exactly what's happening and and talk to your team and do all the things you need to do in that moment. And so taking that time to back out, recollect, really uh, allows me as a boomer, should I say, Taylor, uh, as a boomer, recollect oh, no. myself and then you know go in and, and take it back. Yeah, I, as a boomer, man, why you got why you got to throw that out there, man? You know, I mean, youngest, boomers, I'm slower. Maybe it's just I'm slower at, at what I do. <laughs> I need to retake that instead of you know take it on right there. That's I don't fair. Know. That's you fair. know. Th- then I see you know I see our boy Landon. Sometimes he's in games and he never backs out of a situation. He just kills everybody. I'm like, yeah, never mind. I, I'm I Landon is just out. he's different though, man. Landon is just different. I don't know whether it be Fortnite, Apex. Uh, he's doing WWE for a little bit. Uh, he yeah. does it all, but he's just—it's just—it's just like the younger generation, man. They're so good at any game they play. I don't—I don't get it. I do want to add on to your saver spin. With that being said, because uh, I think this goes hand in hand. Obviously, backing off, allowing uh, your team to get up for a retake. Uh, value your life. Valuing your life is incredibly mm, important. Yep. That's something that you should absolutely do, and that goes hand in hand with giving up a bomb site because sometimes. You might want to push up and get a trade, right? And it puts your team in a 4v4. But at the end of the day, did that trade really happen? You know, did that, or I shouldn't say that it happened. Did it really make an impact? And normally the answer is no. Normally the answer is no. The trade really didn't make that much of an impact. And you would have got more value if you would have stayed up with the rest of your team. And you may have been able, you know, with your single life to take out two players. And obviously that's a net positive and it puts yourself in a better position to retake a site. So value your life and obviously. As Troy said, I think it's fantastic. Give that bomb site up sometimes. Don't be scared to do so. And don't be scared to allow that team to get on because sometimes retaking is the better option than standing your ground and trying to fight continually and constantly. Yep. With that being said, though, I think it's a beautiful saver spend. And I hope you guys utilize that and implement that in your future gameplay. But we are reaching the end of this episode. So let's go ahead and move into our final thoughts. Let's move in to match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. All right, Taylor. Match point this week. I came in hot. I stole yours last week. <laughs> I'm kind of stealing my own <laughs> save and spin this week. I am okay. actually going. My, my my match point is that I'm going to implement the save and spin for this week. Really trying to know when and when not to take those engagements, even if I know in my old boomer self that I can win the mm. fight. Okay. So, okay. um, just because I can win the fight, not always taking those engagements. And that's really what's coming down to. I've, I've, I've gotten better at, Hey, there's multiple people coming. I'll back out. But like just in an instance when I know maybe somebody has that, 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 that advantage on me a little bit. And I think, Hey, I can outgun them. I can win this. I send, I tend to ten, tend to still jump into those when I shouldn't. And so, uh, that's really yeah. what I want to, I want to get better at. Okay. Hey, I think that's fair. You, you know what? We give the saver spin for the for the listeners, for the viewers, but sometimes when we write it out, we're like, hey, maybe I should try that too, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's absolutely fair to go ahead and take that saver spin. For me, I'm going to take Hiko's advice, right? I think Cypher is absolutely S tier, even, even after the beta. The usage rate is crazy. I'm about to max out my, my breach contract. And with that being said, I need to work on a different contract. And for me, I think Cypher is going to be my mm. next project yep. agent. We still need you as Brimstone. All right, Brimstone is invaluable. The smokes are fantastic. But mixed in with Cypher, I think sites are going to be locked in incredibly well. And for me as a commentator too, playing Cypher, learning the setup locations and learning where to place my tripwire, my cages, my my camera, right? Things like that are going to be invaluable as a commentator. So Cypher is my next agent. I, I, I think I'm very comfortable and familiar with what Breach can do. I've been playing uh, Breach since the beta. 
Now it's time to work on a different one. So Cypher, that's going to be my, my match point, right? That's what I'm going to be looking to get better at is all about Cypher. Yeah, I mean, just because you know how to play Breach, you know, you definitely know all his abilities and how to use them. Doesn't mean you're good at him. It's okay though. It's it's that's just the way it goes. It's it, I mean, you don't. Where did that come from? <laughs> Hold up a second. I'm taking a sip of my coffee. I'm thinking we're closing out the show nice and clean. We didn't fight at all. And then now you just want to randomly just throw in a slide. Sorry, I had like to. That? You just set it up so Brother, well. You didn't you're have like, to. Yeah, I mean, you set it up. It was set up. It was there. It was I didn't set up anything. Go. It was, it was, it was there. I you mean, you're your like, bald yeah, head, it's, it's, man. As, as much time as I've had here, you know, to play breach, Whatever. I've known breach and I got breach and you finished his contract. You know, I just, I, I had to throw it out there. But anyways, Hey, no, for real. Uh, you do, you do kill it on, on, on breach. Very, <laughs> oh, okay, very okay. often okay. killing it. You, you, I, I know I give you a hard time on here, but it's because we are friends and I love to tease you a little bit. Are, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you a little jab. I wasn't even around to play with you guys yesterday. So, you know, you're missing know. out on we my jabs you. a little bit. And I've been well, so nice to you this whole episode. I don't. My toxicity level is definitely going down. My, well, maybe because it's it's getting close to uh, to July 4th. So maybe mm. you're just chilling out. And I want to say for you guys out there, by the way, as we close out this show, July 4th is tomorrow, obviously. Hey, celebrate it. Have a good time. And even if you're not American, July 4th doesn't mean anything to you. Well, I think it still does because of the fact that it's still a weekend, right? And weekends, I think, are universally accepted as a time to celebrate and have a good time. During this hard time, obviously, with things still being locked down, Go or at least try to do what you can to enjoy yourself. If that includes playing some Valorant, playing whatever your favorite game is, spending some time with family, going and working out, do you have a good time, let go of some of that stress, and just spend the weekend and have fun with it. All right, that's my biggest advice to you. Maybe that's even a safer spin on its own. With that being said, though, feels good that episode number nine is in the bag. We recorded it's great. We're being double digits next week. It's going to be mm. great. Tenth episode. Wow. And you. Hey, man. Bring a friend episodes. for the 10th episode. Bring a friend, everybody. Share hey, with bring a friend. A fr <laughs> hey, and honestly, and, and and who knows? Share it with your whole work workplace. You guys, some some of the people are listening at work. Might as well just introduce all of them. Put it on the big screen. Even there though it's go. audio there only. <laughs> just do it anyways. All right. With that being said, though, it's always great to have you guys. Make sure if you like the episode, leave a rating and a review, whether it be on iTunes or Podbeam. We appreciate it. We'll feature you in the next episode. But you guys are all wonderful. We loved having you. Thank you for joining us for the, uh, the ninth episode of The Valorant Show. We hope to see you again on the next one. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.